there is a clown in here. You have been duly warned. That's it. That's all you need to know. So, in honor of this book. (laughs) Is that what we're calling it these days? I am drinking. Probably had to drink to read it. I did not, but I probably should have. Probably all would have made more sense together. Here's the thing. The first book made way more sense than the second book. Oh, absolutely. Welcome, guys. This week we read Squeak. On what the fuck did we read this week? (laughs) Here's the thing. When we were doing the wheel, I know that we are starting to add more and more unhinged books. Crystal said, what obscure unhinged thing can I fuck with Ariel with? And I didn't put unhinged on here, which is fine. It's okay. That's the book. That's the door shifter romance. There's also a pillow one out there, which is wild. TikTok's a wild place. I've read some of these books, not those specific ones, but I've read some other ones. And I'm I'm and here for an unhinged book. Some of them are done in a way that are so like fucked up that it's really interesting <laughs> and entertaining. Then there's this. I was gonna try to be nicer about it, but yeah, I guess yeah. You know, just come right out and go home right out and say it. Yeah. Okay. So um, here's the thing. Yeah, we I'm read. Gonna be honest, um, <laughs> I had literally zero expectations for this book because all I knew I did was not it either. on fucking hinged. Yeah, that's all I knew from TikTok. I mean, okay, maybe I, that's a lie. I'm a liar. Maybe I did have expectations. She always has expectations. Doesn't this author tend to write more unhinged style? She literally books? wrote the book unhinged. This is literally right. all she writes. As so, far as I know, I don't know. I didn't research any of her other books. I'm gonna be honest. I did go into it with the mindset, knowing that I've read other, quote, unhinged, unquote, books, not the actual unhinged book, and have been entertained by them. Yeah. And I went into it thinking that this author that regularly does this mm-hmm. was going to thoroughly entertain me. I was I mean, entertained. I bored. I was absolutely not bored. Brain got to work out. <laughs> So not only did we read Squeak, like you said. We read also um, Squeal. But this week we read the entire Squeak verse. Yeah, we read Squeal the Squeakquel. We had Squeak and Squeal the Squeakquel by Vera Valentine. I don't know if we can say that with a straight face. <laughs> no, and then because Crystal is equal and unhinged, I bought myself a little statue a balloon animal so i will never forget what happened did you think you were going to forget i don't honestly sometimes i forget unhinged shit i don't think i'm gonna ever literally forget this i mean not only that but it is me who will be telling the tale of these two books and (laughs) it's not fucking going to go well (laughs) ariel's gonna sit back and if you were confused through any part of this, just know, me too. Crystal gets confused a lot, so. I just, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Some people really like this book, and you know what? That's for them. This was an interesting book. I only had one thing. I had a couple. That totally was like, mm, not that I only had one complaint, mind you. There was a... But- error which i I only wrote down i had several errors actually i had one Um, that bothered me the most there was only one thing that i felt was completely like that totally does not work and does not make sense with what you have given us thus far in the realm of the crazy there's a lot of crazy (laughs) but i don't think we should be having this much conversation no, this episode's <laughs> probably going to be longer than it takes you to read the book. So. It was very short. Let's yeah, start so, with Squeak. So Squeak is the first book in the Squeak verse. It would be weird if we started with the second one. How funny would that be? You'd be so confused. <laughs> Honestly, you could probably just read the funny, first. Though. It would be very funny. You could just read the first one I wish and I then be done. The first one. 
you don't have to read both. So the book opens with our female main character, Poppy. And she is currently people watching at the zoo. Can I yes. just... Did you so think of sorry. Poppy from Trolls the no. whole time? Okay. No. I just want to take a moment for all the things that I'm going to probably shit on through this episode. So I apologize ahead of time. I want to take a moment and just chef's kiss the moment that I opened the first chapter and it said Poppy. And I was like, what a fucking pun. I'm sorry. Oh my God. I didn't this even... is about balloon animals and the female main character's name is Poppy. I'm going to be honest. I didn't even I was make dead. that connection. I was dead fucking now. dead. Okay. I needed to wait a full fucking like two minutes before I could actually fucking start this book. I'm going to so, be honest. Fantastic. No Love it. Hate that they ruined it in the second book, but I'll get there. Love it. Chef's kiss. I didn't even make that connection. So you're better than me. I don't think it's a better thing, but you know, we're going to do something. My, my brain was there for it. So it opens with Poppy and she is currently people watching at the zoo, which is a favorite cool pastime of person. Honestly, I love people watching. I do it yeah. all the time. And she is currently heading towards the tortoise enclosure so that she can sketch. Of course, all the people around giving her a little bit of, you know, claustrophobia. I totally understand that part too. Hate people, but there's a lot of people at a zoo. And some guy just yells at her and just goes, hey, Red, your note here, Poppy has fire engine red hair. She even said that it wasn't meant to make her a wallflower, obviously, because you do not have fucking fire engine red hair and think you're going to blend into the background. I know I had that color hair, but she also did not realize that it would make her a, and I quote, a beacon for douche canoes. I love a book with the word douche canoe in it. Love douche canoes. Singing the song of my people. Oh, it's so good. I love that word. I use it every chance I get. So she Puts on, you know, that smile to, like, placate people just to gently turn them down. But then she looks at this man, and he is smoking hot. He is tall, he is dark, he is handsome, and he is also dressed in a corny, old-time red and white striped vest. Because why not? And you he said that with such disgust. I just can picture it in my head, and it's terrible. She was not disgusted. By his face. She said he made that outfit look good. I know, but I just, no. And the name tag on this man is Sebastian. And he approaches her carrying a bunch of balloons. And again, reiterating, this man is hot. And he sees her because she's she was sitting there and not realizing, like, oh, it's so fucking hot. And she really needs something to drink. And there's a fountain. But she didn't want to leave all her stuff sitting there because, duh, why would, you know. Don't leave your shit in public places. And the guy offers to watch her stuff so that she can go to the bathroom because he thinks that she needed to use the bathroom. And she goes, nah, I need water. And he goes, oh, the fountain's broken. You can't use it. But I can offer you like a bottle of water since it's busted. Please, uh, can I have some more? And this was my first error, by the way, when it just says I shook her head. I didn't understand. What so was there was a second one right after. So what I think is the book was originally written in third person. And then when she went to fix all the things into first, there was a few missed, actually. I mean, it is what it is. So she turns him down at first and he keeps insisting. And they have some like little banter going back and forth, a little flirty. And then she just eventually relents and goes with him. And she just follows him to go get water he's like oh i've got a friend who works at concessions you know whatever and she basically was like okay you know i can't have you losing your job because i keeled over i guess so weird and she introduces herself and says her name is poppy and he's just asking her what she's doing while she's there and she's drawn figures and you know she hasn't seen him here before and she comes to the zoo pretty often to draw which i mean to each his own interesting place lots of people but she draws people so it 
it makes sense. We find out that Sebastian and his friend work there and they used to be traveling with a circus, but they didn't get along well with management. Put a pin in that one. Not literally. Please don't put a pin in them. You tried to be Angie for a hot second and it did not work. I didn't even think about it. He doesn't go on to explain any more than that. Just we didn't get along with management. Just leave it at that. All right, cool. The friend that he is speaking of is the dude who works in concession and he's not really nice to Poppy at all. He's a little prickly. And of course, Sebastian's like, oh, you know, Keen's got an attitude problem, but he's really sweet when you get to know him. Keen does not like her at all. And each chapter does switch perspectives of people. So that's kind of nice. I like being able to see into different people's heads. So great. Keen happens to mention that they got lucky with sigils. And I'm like, what the fuck are we doing here? So funny story. Not so funny. I just finished the third book in Trisha Wolf's Hollows Row series, Lovely Wicked Things. And that trilogy highly focuses and revolves around sigils quite a bit. So I was like, probably not in the way you thought we were going with it. You know, kind of. Kind of, but you know. To be fair, she does preface that everything in this book is her take on it and not an actual real thing. So he talks about the sigils and that time was running out and that the threads of the spell had worn dangerously thin. What spell and what sigils are you thinking? No idea yet. Hold, please. So this book doesn't actually explain anything about sigils or whatnot. So and if you don't have any idea what that is. Don't worry about it. Apparently not important enough to explain. Okay, never mind. I will not explain then. No. They're going to get as much information as we do, except for about one thing that I actually looked up. So you can explain shit, but I can't. This is my episode, so you can shut the fuck up. Okay. (laughs) Yes, daddy. So Keen does mention they are tulpas. I had to look that up. Actually, all I had to do was highlight it. Tulpas are a materialized being or thought form typically in human form that is created through spiritual practice and intense concentration, or also just a willed imaginary friend considered to be sentient and relatively independent. You're welcome. There is your lesson. That's all I got for you. So then Keen, a little annoyed at Sebastian for bringing this random girl. And he's like, well, what the fuck is this? And Seb introduces Poppy and he goes, hey, she is an artist. Cough, cough, hint, hint. And Keen's not stupid. He goes, I knew what he was getting at was the sigils. If they could find the right ones anyways before the spell collapsed, they need an artist hand to draw them. So Seb is really like, she's an artist. And Keen's like, I want to kill and stab her face in because... She's making googly eyes at Sebastian, and he does not like that very much. And we learned that Sebastian is Keen's boyfriend, but I don't think Sebastian knows that because Sebastian later on asks him, what the fuck are we? Because no one has communication at all. And so Keen is never happy about Poppy looking at Sebastian currently. Well, it's not only lack of communication. It because they've already talked about this thus far, how they were made kind of on their end. They've hinted heavily at, they just don't have any idea of these concepts really. Yeah. So yeah, Keen's just not very happy about Poppy making the googly eyes. I mean, Sebastian is always the one to get money from people, from the games, the tarot card readings. Like he is the more outgoing of the two of them. And they do mention the amazing Xena, who is their creator, tormentor, and former captor. Put that in your brain. You're welcome. (laughs) Sorry. And he goes, cool, nice to meet you, Poppy. But I, like, need to get back to work. Sebastian, I need to talk to you about scheduling. And he's kind of mean about it. And so they just go back. And Sebastian's like, you're mean. You were very mean to that lady. Keen's not very happy. And Sebastian's like, you can't 
think that and so keen interrupts him is like oh that you would turn tail for a pretty face and a softer touch now that we're free now that i'm not the only choice and it's just because xena they're this stupid bitch of a lady bitch face xena that's what her name is in my head you know the bitch face instead of xena the warrior princess yeah yeah i love xena the warrior princess though me too i would let her put me in a choke i'm sorry i'm done she could crush me with her thighs. Anyway, so Xena had created them to serve her. That is the nicest way to put it, as they even said that there was no kinder way to phrase it. And yes, as they were new to creation and exploring existence, it was super interesting. The only big problem was that Xena tightly controlled them and whatever they learned and everything was from her, basically. And so the idea that they could also enjoy pleasure was also just like revealed randomly because basically it was pleasure for her, not for you. She wanted them to serve her sexually. And this was weird. <laughs> I'm just going to continue. And so they would grow crocs and it was sporting an extra addition that they hadn't realized wasn't normal until... They found someone pissing against a wall. Also, when Xena was done with their bodies in bed, they went smooth between the legs as plastic dolls. Hello, Ken. It's Ken. Gives Ken energy. They're just Ken. They're just Ken. Anywhere else they Yeah. And so they eventually just came together as lovers. You know, the spell had made Xena the only woman with the ability to control them sexually. She never considered that a man could wield the spell. So they were fooling around and they were keeping it hidden for a while. But one night they weren't careful enough. And Xena walked in and threw a fucking rage fit, put them back into their balloon form. They're balloons. They're balloon animals. They're balloons. And then she puts them inside of a box with little sharp pins in it so that if they decide to move they get popped and die okay and it was just luck that they're fucking that they had already been preparing for this show are you okay just can anywhere else i'd be a man is it my destiny to live and die a life of balloon fragility I'm just Ken, where I see she sees latex. What will it take for her to see the man behind the knot and fight for me? So she gets pissed and puts them in little boxes. And she puts them in boxes. But (laughs) magically, Keen was able to, like, well, okay. So she slammed the door. And it, like, jarred his lid a little bit, and he was able to, like, scooch and wiggle his way out and be free. <laughs> he just wiggled his way free. <laughs> I lost my voice this week. Sorry. You don't get it. <laughs> can't. I need to stop. Oh my, oh my gosh, God. it hurts. I'm sweating because of this laughter. So he got Sebastian out. He opened Sebastian's box. So then they hitchhiked, <laughs> and they hitchhiked really far. And Xena had never spoken of her magic unless it was threatened into compliance. So they could only guess her initial intentions. So basically him and Sebastian had started out as creations of one of the most common sights under the tent or along the midway. Colorful balloon animals. They're balloons. They're balloons. They're balloons. They're balloons. <laughs> Are they balloons? I don't know. They're balloons. It gets weirder, okay? I, you know, I don't want to... Yuck anybody's let... yum? No, I wasn't going to go there. But I also don't want to give anything away. But I also don't want anyone to go in with expectations and be sorely disappointed. But I am sorely disappointed that no one twisted themselves up and got to use themselves all cool. Yeah, I mean... Later on, Poppy does some things. Not cool enough. Okay. Had fun. Not enough fun. <laughs> so anyway, so they escape. And Sebastian does assure Keen that he's just in it for her artistry. 
but Keen is still so super fucking jealous and he wants to find somebody else. He is determined. And then they start making out after this. And Keen goes down on Sebastian just in this office. It was so wild. As they're making out, it just goes, I felt the pressure against my thigh as that inflation found its way down the sympathetic path it knew so well. The bulge of Sebastian's knot, wide and tempting beneath the thin strip cloth of his pants. And, I mean, through experimentation, they have learned how to deep throat. They weren't the first men to ever deep throat, but they learned through experimenting that this is a thing they could do. Mostly because they don't breathe. They literally don't breathe. They don't have to breathe. So that's fun with them. And yeah, so he literally blows him. And guess what? He smells like powdered sugar and latex. So that's a great smell for everybody. And he is blowing this latex dick. It's like the only good thing I think of is like it would be like blowing somebody with a condom on. And that does not sound like fun. Mm-mm. I don't like the least of latex. After they ate a powdered donut. Yeah. No, thanks. So when Sebastian comes, it does sound like a high bird-like cry. We find out about the knot. And of course, he gently squeezes it. And Sebastian is like, yeah, I'm going to come. And then he does. And you know what? They describe it as hot, thin jets of funnel cake icing. So if any of you guys like funnel cake icing, you're welcome. That is what a balloon animal comes like, okay? Funnel cake icing. And then still gets weird. Honestly, my notes was the weirdest description of a balloon BJ I have ever read. So weird. And then as Sebastian takes his dick out of Keen's mouth, there's just a soft, slow hiss of Sebastian's cock deflating like a balloon. Because guess what? As soon as they're done using it, it goes back to being a Ken. So then we switch to Poppy. <laughs> Get all of that. And Poppy has been sketching. And the only thing that has been in her brain is she wanted to sketch Sebastian because, you know, gorgeous ass face. But all she can think about is it's keen. And so she's just been sketching this motherfucker. He's a mean motherfucker. But you know what? It's his grumpy ass like face and mean keen mean keen and yeah so she decides she's like you know i kind of want to just continue to sketch him should i go back to the zoo should i should i not is this creepy i'm like girl this is super creepy i'm just telling you right now he does not like you super creepy but i'm just saying he's just not that into you he's really just not that into you so she does she's still just you know what she goes to the zoo anyways and she is sad to see that sebastian is not selling balloons currently and she's a little sad so she goes in exactly the same location that he was before i know it's some old guy so she goes to the concession stand looking for keen this bitch is a pot stirrer okay and keen not very nice to her which honestly she is egging him on anyway and she's just like oh i was looking for sebastian have you seen him he goes no a dollar fifty for the water (laughs) and she has fun poking the bear with this now all i can think about is poking balloons and like popping them but that's besides the point but she really didn't want to make sure it's because she's poppy i know she's just really hoping that she didn't actually make trouble for sebastian or even Keen. He might have been a dick to her, but you know, they, no one should feel that off balanced. Then she just gets this little murmuring in her ear and just go, Well, I'll be damned. You've really captured the essence of bad day Keen. It's Sebastian. He shows up. And then she's like, Oh my God, does Sebastian think this is creepy? Because now I'm drawing Keen. It is what it is. But he says, You know, just keep it between us. Keen, he doesn't really have mm, a sense of humor, so probably don't show him this. And they do a lot of flirting back and forth. And Poppy asks Sebastian if him and Keen are together. He's like, I mean, yeah, like we we do what I've seen on. And he name drops one of the raunchiest 
porn clips on the web ever. Because, I mean, they're only recently people. So they don't have decorum. And he just says it like so casually too. And she goes, you can't just tell me that. You can't just spring that. And he goes, oh, I mean, we've been together for basically forever. I don't think we've ever called it something in particular. And she's like, you probably should figure that out and talk to Keen about it. And that's a good piece of advice in all honesty. You know, communication's a great thing, even when you're balloons. You should probably still have those conversations. And then he switches tack. He just, this man just switches things it's like adhd in balloon human form and he goes hey do you do commissions and she's like like for money yeah why he's like if we give you like 500 bucks could you do something super personal for keen and i he says it would be for our eyes only and it's very important no one else sees it and she just like thinks she's gonna do some not safe for work and NSFW. I couldn't word there for a second. Some super raunchy things for them. She goes, hell yeah. Absolutely, I'll do that. He goes, cool. Meet me here tomorrow and Keen will let you know what he wants and we might need to demonstrate a few things to make sure you get the line work right. Bitch, I also would think that they are going to be doing some raunchy ass pictures because he does not know how to word things. She's super into it though awesome so sebastian is so great and he just goes up to keen he goes oh my god guess what poppy's gonna do our sigils for us she's cool with this keen's not happy about this literally at all because this man fucking hates poppy super not thrilled then you know sebastian kind of confronts him and is like what you know i never questioned where you were leading us but like it's like you want to keep me like she did, referring to Xena, but, you know, whatever. Sebastian's a bit of an emotional person, and Keen's just like, you know, you're everything to me. I don't want anybody to hurt you. Keen is concerned that Poppy will try to control them the way that like Zena Zena did. Like Xena did, have that power over them. Correct. Yes. And Sebastian's trying to put his mind at ease and says she's she's different she's not going to hurt us she's going to help us escape for good you know she promised she wouldn't tell anybody and i told her you'd want to demonstrate what we need so we can hopefully get it right the first time keen's like fuck this shit and fuck that bitch and it's like i'm not using her and it goes in search of his own artist like to totally make sure that they under no circumstances will need poppy yeah so he gets on a bus and just starts going towards the school and he's you know he's the like oh, art this is school the art school he's like oh yeah no, this is probably where poppy goes whatever blah 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 he gets off the bus and he gets pulled by this older man and he goes you he calls him by another name because he's he just goes, randomly wandering the halls he's like why are you come here you're already 10 minutes late let's go get undressed robe on out the side door you know the drill move it because they're already getting restless Keen's confused. He's like, I don't know what the fuck's going on, but sure, why not? Okay. So he just, you know, strips down, gets naked. He's like, looks like I'm getting fucking naked. And then he gets escorted out. It turns out he is in a advanced figure drawing class. So they're drawing an actual live nude model. Surprise! It's also Poppy's class and she shows up and she was trying to express to the professor, hey, you know, there's a passport issue, blah, blah, blah. He goes, what do you mean? Dude's already here. Poppy's a little shocked. But she recovers pretty easily. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Thought, forgot we worked out a replacement. Sounds great. Yeah. And they go through the class. So then. So here's my problem. Okay. <laughs> During the class, everyone is ooing and aahing at his naked body. He doesn't have a penis. That was my original thought. That's what they were ooing and aahing because they made it very clear that when he wasn't explicitly turned on by the only person who has ever turned him on. He's a fucking Ken doll. That was literally what was written. Yeah, I got a little confused at but, that part too. You know, apparently that's not what happened. Apparently they were ooing and awing at his very large package that has the knot in it. I don't understand how he was just magically hard and no one said anything and how it popped out of its magic pouch when it was explicitly said that it didn't ever and how if that magically did happen then, because a, or maybe Poppy was around or whatever, 
there was no acknowledgement of it. Yeah. Because yeah. the only reason I know that it was that instead of the candle is because Poppy made like many references to it. That's weird. I don't understand. So are we can or are we not? Because are we just Ken? Anywhere else would be a 10? Like, I mean, I like how fragility. Such a... I mean, are we just Ken? Such a straight bucket face, too. Oh, God. So after he's done, Poppy pulls him aside. Like, he goes out back, whatever. And she's like, what the hell are you doing here? He goes, you come bother me at my job, so I'm just returning the favorite. Really? Now is the time to be sassy. Nice recovery, buddy. Right. With your ding-along hanging out. Right. And he just drops his robe. And he goes, oh, was there a problem? You just spent two hours looking at me naked. And she goes, when you're a model, like, are you here to stalk me? This is about Sebastian. And he goes, it is about Sebastian. As a matter of fact, he's mine. And I'd appreciate it if you stop fucking flirting with him. And... She's like, fine. That's the man who just dropped his robe in front I, of a woman. Listen. His dick all fucking swinging Tarzan not around. Not a literal thought in this man's head, okay? He's a balloon. Watch out for that fucking tree. And she goes, you know, fine. Torch, torch. I will stop. I didn't approach him, but okay. I do not want to come between you guys. And he is like, okay, that's fine. I'm sorry I made you uncomfortable. And she goes, I wouldn't like call it uncomfortable but like blood clear the air he goes why would you sketch us like he told you what we need right and she goes i mean he said it was something personal so i just kind of assumed and he goes what she goes i just assumed it was an adult drawing of the two of you together it's not that for the record he goes oh okay so when sebastian told you that i wanted to demonstrate what we wanted you thought you know this and she goes i don't know he's hot you're hot i'm good at drawing it seemed like i don't know easy money and a fun story to tell at parties and it sounds super stupid now that i'm saying that out loud and keen just picks up on he goes oh so you think i'm hot it gives me so you think you're really pretty so you agree you think you're really pretty because oh you think i'm hot and she goes fuck and he goes, is that why you've been sketching me? Because the professor had made a comment about her portfolio and saying, oh, you know this guy because you've been sketching him a lot. And now he knows that she's been doing that. And he's, she's like, you know, I needed a model and you frowned at me, like a stern model and you frowned at me all the time. If it bothers you. And then he interrupts her by fucking kissing her because we went from I fucking hate you. Stop flirting with my boyfriend to I'm going to kiss your face now. And he goes, I don't need adult drawings. I need you to draw sigils and the line work has to be specific. And that's cool. So then he's like, oh, why do you smell so good? And he's growling at her and all he smells like is dessert. So she goes, you know, some metals in her brain, in her brain, not out loud. She did not say the inside words out loud. But, you know, nor some models smell like soap and sweat but he just smells like dessert which you know and then he just keeps making out with her and then she pulls them both into a pile of blankets and keen shoves his pants which makes no sense because he doesn't have pants on shoves his pants off because he magically has pants on but now he doesn't have pants on again and but he also magically had a dick when he didn't have a dick so i mean why make things make i don't sense now? i don't know so she needs to be naked. He goes, shush, 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 I'll take care of you. And he does. All she can feel is his cock against her. And she's thinking in her brain, like, did he put a condom on? Because it feels a little latexy. I don't know. I'm just, it was dark. I don't fucking know what's going on. And then he is just touching her. And then he goes down on her after asking permission. She goes, yeah. Well, she actually doesn't say anything, but she just sits there and then he eats her out and she's like fucking grabbing onto him he tells her to come so she she does and she is a little confused because he's like oh just come for me it'll make it easier to take me and she goes huh <laughs> yeah. and he's enjoying this and then he goes i want to and yeah so then they fuck 
And in her brain, all she can think of is, oh, he's mine. And we know where that's going. Those the feral brain right there. She just goes, Keen was mine to take. And I didn't know where this was going. No. As soon as they said the mine thing, I've been reading too much where as soon as you go to like yeah. So I did not associate balloon animals with mating bites. <laughs> just saying. Yeah. So basically she feels so like, I was like, whoa now, Nelly. So basically she feels the knot and it's just like bumping against her clit. And she's like, oh, yeah. And then she's like, oh, mine. And then it goes inside of her. And then she bites his shoulder. And he also bites her. So all things aside, I would think that if she bit him, he would pop. (laughs) That's besides the point. Especially since she's poppy. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And he's a balloon. But he draws blood. So I don't fucking know. He's just keen. Yeah. So, but here's the thing. His blood, he tastes like caramel. So honestly, that sounds great. But then her senses fill with a soft hiss and a whiff of ozone. So maybe she popped him a little bit and he was leaking. I don't fucking know. And then he just fucking drives the fuck into her. And he's like, fuck yeah. And she goes, Jesus fucking Christ, where did that come from? And he's just, he just, listen. And they're both smeared with blood because they actually bit each other. And then she's freaking out because she goes, oh my God, we bit each other. Like, I don't have an STI. Like, oh my God, how could we be so stupid? Like, do you have any STDs? Do you have any medical issues? She's fucking freaking out. And he goes, hey, listen, you're safe, but like, we kind of need to talk. I'm a fucking balloon animal. I'm okay. Well, it's just so funny because he goes, we need to talk. And then she looks down and all she sees is a deep royal purple dick and it's translucent. And she did exactly what I would have done in that situation. And she fucking screamed. Duh. And not in pleasure scream, like terrified scream. I would also do the same thing if all of a sudden there is a translucent purple balloon dick inside of my body. I would be a little concerned, especially if like no one had said anything to me ahead of time that, hey, by the way, I'm a balloon animal, but still weird that he tastes like caramel. His jizz is apparently funnel cake icing and he bleeds even though he's a balloon. I don't know. I don't know what's fuck is happening. So all of that happens and they're done. So, and then he, he nodded her in case anyone's curious. That's, that is what happened. You made that clear. Okay. I just wanted to make sure. So then Keen appears back with Sebastian and he tells Sebastian that Poppy knows everything that's happening. It just says he reappeared at the trailer. So he just, poof. I know. The <laughs> next tells- scene, we find Sebastian working. Don't care. It's magic. And- There's so much weird magic in this, and it's fine. Keen tells Sebastian that Poppy knows pretty much everything that's going on, and that Poppy is apparently a tulpamancer. You're welcome. Not to be confused with the necromancer. <laughs> yes. She goes, That's crazy. There is no way. I don't know what magic tricks you two are doing with the purple skin thing and the strange penis whatever he has going on but i don't do drugs and i have a college career and she's freaking the i also would fucking freak the fuck out to be honest and it just because she would be the omega to their alpha natures you're welcome more of this keen slowly comes to the realization that him and poppy have made it they are mates now Going from hating this woman to being her mate, whatever. And then Sebastian's like, we need to make her a nest. And that she's not going to feel safe being out in the open for a few days because this woman's about to go through some fucking heat and she needs to be a little nasty. She's like, okay, all right, cool. And she goes to the car because they're going to go back to her apartment. And when they get to the car, Poppy decides to recline the seat and says, I need to take the edge off and i need both of you to help me a whole fuck ton of shit happens in the car and then once she's done cool great they are driving back to poppy's house and so they drive to her apartment and they try an additional mate bond with sebastian so this one's more intentional versus the unintentional mate bond that she had with keen awesome keen is you know whatever there's a lot of weird stuff it felt like the culmination scene at the end, when they got to her apartment, it got weird. So, 
glossy as fuck. It was glossy weird, with some weird glossy. details. Yes. Like it was interesting because but so glossy as fuck. I was expecting this like grand fucking finale, literally a grand fucking finale. Yeah. And it was just such a letdown for me. Yeah. So they fuck for three days. And then, so on the third day, too. We like don't it, know that. Well, it just says I know. three days later. <laughs> right. That's what I mean. But it's interesting, too, because they'll fuck in front of windows. And so she I would have rather this book would have just been the three days of them fucking. Uh, that would have been great. So she can see the purple and the red. So Sebastian is red. Keen is purple. You're welcome. But there's a lot of weird stuff happening. And she twisted Keen's shaft into a temporary row of small round bubbles instead of the thick column that oh yeah she made them anal beads that's right she made anal beads yep and then that happened but then they also learned something that humans certainly weren't meant to be filled with helium but could be with enough determination and if you filled them with enough helium they'd literally float away until they became the airless stratosphere's problem rather than the earth's but remember that I was going to say, I think it's just foreshadowing, yeah. It is. And that's the end of book one. A lot happened and also not a lot happened. (laughs) I was going to say, and also nothing (laughs) really happened. Who was your favorite character? Oh, God. I don't even know. I guess Poppy for her name. That's it. That's all I got. Sebastian, maybe. He's like a golden retriever. He had probably the most depth out of any of them weirdly no he did least favorite ken i was gonna say yeah because he doesn't know if he has a penis or not or how to use it or (laughs) just he how it works has the emotions of a 12 year old while he was born fucking three weeks ago i understand that (laughs) but i don't care so amazon gives this one a 3.5 and goodreads a 3.1 did you give it 2.5. 2.5. That's probably what I should have given it. I guess I was too lazy. I gave it a three because what the fuck? Actually, nope. Just kidding. I lied. I did give it a three and all I wrote was three dash confused. I gave it a <laughs> what the fuck stars. <laughs> I gave it a three confused. How about your cucumber, Ariel? Four. I was going to say a four. It was some wild shit in there. All right. So that's done. Yeah, but it was also fucking glossy as fuck. I don't know. So the next book is Squeal by Vera Valentine. The squeakquel. And it is the squeakquel. And we open up with who the fuck is Ronnie? (laughs) That is my first sentence. And it is where we start. Perfection. Thank you. Did you not read any of the author notes in the beginning? I did. I was just curious if that's why you didn't know who Ronnie was. I skimmed it. The only thing I did highlight in it was there is a clown in here and there is a brief non-main character death and like a couple other things. I skimmed a lot. It just... So if you did not read the author's note, just know I went in saying, who the fuck is Ronnie? It's where we start. Sounds great. He is a new slave to Xena and he has red hair. Just so you know, he's a clown. That's all you really need to know about him realistically. And so a few weeks pass while he is here being a slave to Xena. I fucking hate her. But she's learned from her mistakes. He's not her sexual slave. No, he's just a slave. But she calls him for you. (laughs) She calls him an idiot a lot. He does not like her. I don't like her either. She's more in this book. She just sucks. But she goes, oh, I hope I didn't make a stupid one. Calls him an idiot a lot. Xena is a useless piece of shit. And Xena's not his mom. Even and she'll readily tell fucking anybody around that she is not his mother, but she is his maker, which is fine. And we meet Maya. And Maya, I don't like her. <laughs> don't know why. I just was not a fan of Maya. I didn't like her. I have notes about her in a little bit. But she is. I was just really confused on why the fuck she was. Same. Yeah. Thank you. For a while. Was a confusion cycle and it's going to continue. She is always telling him to hurry up so that he doesn't end up like the other ones. For the record, the other ones, the two from the previous book. You're welcome. Saved you a whole lot of confusion, which is not a lot of confusion. And did a lot. And his quote unquote costume 
is a clown. He is a performer in the circus and he shifts into clown form and he doesn't understand magic at all. And he gets to have all of the balloons he wants, except for purple and red balloons. Why? Why does he own not get those? Because of the other two. Duh. Xena wants nothing to fucking remind herself of these two fucking fucktards that she had in the previous book. It got away. She hates them. But he has also been slowly pocketing money over time and hiding it and like stashing it away at the request of Maya correct yes yeah we have another dude in here I call him Peter I don't think that's how it's pronounced (laughs) it's Peter it is now I'm gonna go with Peter Peter does not like Ronnie he thinks he's super creepy and Peter's super into Xena also previous to this Ronnie asks Maya a lot what he was and she kind of begrudgingly pipes out the word tulpa in icing on something. Some dark shit, okay? <laughs> That's all I wrote was dark shit. So anyways, Peter does not like Ronnie. Peter is actually kind of like a little jealous about him. It seems Peter sucks. I hate him. He just really doesn't like him. Ronnie is out fixing the tilt a whirl and it just like pops open noise sounds peter goes yeah go, who the fuck is out there and he's hiding ronnie's hiding away oh it must be just fucking raccoons peter's a fucking idiot and that happens maya also just starts avoiding him as well if this sounds like this is confusing you're welcome this is literally the confusing part of everything and maya just starts avoiding him and she just says i can't leave you but i'm leaving tonight so if you want to leave Let's go. You can come with me. And that they have a similar issue. So that's fun. And then, guess what? We get a surprise of Keen and the other two. All the other three people are in this book. And we learn the mate bond that Keen, Sebastian, and Poppy all have made the mission of the original sigils obsolete. Why? Then we bring up the fucking sigils if that just fixed the goddamn problem. I don't know. Sebastian and Poppy are just boning in the background throughout this whole situation while Keen is researching things. And then Keen fucks Sebastian while Sebastian knots Poppy and Keen wants to not Sebastian. It's a whole fucking thing. The reason why is he was getting so fucking distracted by Sebastian's red translucent length glitter in the sun as it went into poppy and he was touching his balloon cock with a thwomp that is the word with a thwomp and letting it thwack (laughs) so many words anyways so that happens then they all kind of finish and keen brings clean towels to them and they decide they're gonna go shopping cool there's a lot of jokes made it's grocery shopping with Poppy and Sebastian, super fucking horny. So they rush home so that they can bang. And then Poppy's like, hold on a second. Let me run back into the store real quick. It comes back and buys a balloon for funsies. For Keen. So then we switch back to Ronnie and Maya. And they're covering their arms in sigils. Maya. He. Maya. So they're covering their arms in sigils and they're running away and they're going to hitchhike. Maya basically has to explain to him, like a four-year-old, um, basically his existence and her existence because he has no knowledge. He only has the limited knowledge of what he has been told and been able to absorb around him in the limited time he has been here. And now that they have gotten far enough away from Xena, Maya is able to give him information when she was not able to previously without the consequences that Xena has put forth on doing that. So basically before, if she said anything, she would have to like physically harm herself and it would be almost impossible to say anything because of like the spell or whatever. But now that they're distancing themselves, she's able to tell him like what he is, how he was made, her role in it, which we knew from the last book, Xena ain't powerful. Xena's basically shit. 
And that's why she was called in because she actually has some power and she was called in to help make Ronnie. But she's under the control of her uncle, Crystal's Peter. So they get to the hotel and she just goes, hey, here's the remote, blah, blah, blah. Just I stay off of channel for the day. Yeah, because she needs to rest for the night because yeah. she's been driving and then they need to break for, at a hotel before she can drive more. Yeah. And she goes, hey, yo, just stay off of channel 13. And he goes, okay. And he's just flipping through channels and oh my God, oh no, he accidentally gets to channel 13. What's channel 13? You may ask, do you know Skinamax? <laughs> that is basically what it is. I aged myself there for a second. It's porn. There is porn on the TV and he is fascinated it's with porn. it too. And it is turning him Big on. Big lump with knobs. And Maya makes him turn it off. And she just implies that they're looking for somebody. Who are these somebodies? Find out so, in five minutes. So, Poppy. Can anybody find Poppy? Poppy is tired from all of the banging. Okay. She is, I mean, she is worn out. She is tired. She does not want anything. And so she's taken some garbage out and she just smells chocolate. And she's just, what? And she sees a hot dude. Who is it, guys? It's Ronnie. You know what? Hold on a second. I just made a connection in my head. Ronald McDonald. It took me just till now to realize, oh my God, this is just Ronald McDonald fan fiction. <laughs> she sees a hot ass dude it's ronnie they stare at each other and then she goes back and bangs the boys because she's still in heat or whatever she's turned on a little bit from staring at this hot dude and apparently is smelling chocolate it's a lot and so we get ronnie's perspective of this interaction as well he can actually smell the boys that's what he is smelling and he is wandering his thighs with his hands because apparently he's turned on and he sees the man on the balcony and he is hot and he says he smells like home so you know there's that then he saw poppy and then all of a sudden maya's just like xena's found us ronnie we are Fucked. Get in, loser. We're going shopping. Fuck shit balls. Then we learn Maya is Peter's niece. Ronnie mentions the smells. And Maya's So because Maya's been scrying for her cousin. Yeah. Which where the fuck did that come from? That's cool. <laughs> Literally no like, idea. <laughs> no idea. All of a sudden, that's how apparently that's where they've been going all this time. Is she's I mean, been scrying yeah. for her cousin, using her fucking crystal, and and trying to find her cousin. And that's how they got in this parking lot. That's the coinky dink of all this. She doesn't even really remember her cousin. It's been so long. All she remembers is that her cousin has some kind of name that's like a flower. Yeah. It's crazy. So then he just goes up to mine and he goes, do people like you make people like me feel like a certain way? Not that I feel that way about you, but I mean other people like you. And she's like, the fuck do you mean a certain way? She was saying that her cousin was like her. Like yeah. that she was magic like her. Gotcha. And he, she goes, do you like painful? Because yeah, the sigils hurt. And he goes, no, like, like channel 13. And I'm like, oh my God, buddy, stop. And she goes, well, you're insane. And he goes, no, like it, I, it felt like when I shift, you know, something different, not human. I don't know how to explain it. I, you know, so did the guy, and she smelled like the guy. Then Maya went to the apartment, had a conversation with Poppy and the dudes, and that they were safe, and then let them know that, like, they didn't mean any harm to them. And then she was so happy that they had bonded as a trio, and that meant that Xena couldn't harm them. And so then Maya left her scrying necklace behind because her cousin's stronger magic noticed something was off about it and so then that's when maya was like oh my god i was a fucking idiot xena gave me a cursed object that's how xena could find out where they were holy shit balls and so that and you know the boys are finally happy that the running the boys are back in town <laughs> yeah 
So anyways, so then they're the need for revenge. They want to make sure it makes Xena sloppy to ignore details. Sounds great. The boys are happy that they're finally out of the rut, which is great. They're no longer horny all the time and the need to mate. Awesome. Poppy's a little worried though. And then she's like, you know, if anything happens, I can't risk either of you getting hurt and I will use every power at my disposal and defend you as if she's been learning her new craft and training instead hey. of fucking for these few days Listen, but whatever you know whatever um, i wish that we had been calling this woman zina this whole book only because zina is too cool of a name for her just out of spite yeah but zina oh zina is really close to vagina so exactly yeah oh, well it's too late she probably now. has a rotted vagina probably so then oh my god zina appears oh ah! And she goes, the necklace. Shock. Ah. She goes, the necklace. Oh, my God. You. Because she spots Sebastian and Keen. And she is pissed. And then fucking Poppy fucking pops her in the face with, like, super vengeance. And then Xena stumbles back. But then she goes forward again. But Poppy was super ready for her. So she grabs her by the dress and then, like, spins them across the room and then shoves her out into the balcony. And then Poppy unexpectedly grabs the balloon. Just give me a second. Grabs the Not balloon. to be confused with either of her boyfriends. No. The balloon that she got from the store remember when i said she went back in and got a balloon for funsies this is the funsies part and she grabbed it and she bit it and sucked it all in and apparently her eyes glowed like lightning because that makes sense and then she fucking <laughs> she expands her chest and she forces air into xena and then xena xena's body fills with I don't understand how she always gets rid of people with the kiss of death. I don't like, know. Why does she always kiss people? Like, I don't know. So then Zena's body gets rounded like a cartoon, as it says, and her eyes are wide with shock and panic. Oh, my God. And then what the hell like is happening? Like Willy Wonka. Zena is floating into space. And I just said, fill Zena with helium. All, all clear. Now the boys are hard <laughs> because they get a chocolate scent. The gorgeous scent of salt and chocolate tumbling into the foyer. It's Ronnie, for the record. Ronnie smells like chocolate. So great. And so the boys are super fucking hard. And then they... The boys are hard again. Hint around fucking. They're just hinting that they're going to fuck. And then Maya leaves. And then and making leaves. Ronnie not so innocent to begin. And that's how that happens. And then like, the He's never talked before. So maybe you could help him talk. Bye. Yeah. Poppy just goes elephant in the room. I'm down for whatever is happening here. And unless I'm wildly misreading signals, you're all on board for at least getting to know. And then, yeah, there's a lot of, yeah. Gloss. Glossy. And then we have an epilogue. Did I really read the epilogue? We have the epic climax. I know. We wanted the epic actual climax, guys. No yeah. fucking climax. Nope. So then we get an epilogue. Did I read it? Not really. I browsed through it. I still kind of read it. So <laughs> Poppy didn't bond with Ronnie the same night that they all met. They. It was like half a page. I know. I was upset about the glossiness that I was pissed. So we yeah, like boycott that, that shit. Maya got bitten by the art bug and she really loves to paint. So they're doing that. Sebastian and Keen get Ronnie a job at the zoo fabulous and evidently maya's shitty uncle was all bluster without xena's shrewdness to cover his many ties to illegal sports betting and that's the end of the book that's it that, yeah <laughs> my brain lost lots that was a trip we should yep. have read frisky well you know so who was your favorite character man <laughs> what choices the busybody cashier at the grocery store yeah you're just like mm. That's good. <laughs> Only because I don't want to pick anyone else. The helium balloon. It came Solid. in clutch. You know what? Solid. <laughs> Literally. It's more of a gas, but okay. You're a gas. I'm so done. Uh, least favorite character. Honestly, I just felt like this whole edition was just... Not necessary. Weird and yeah. I didn't like Maya. Yeah. I really didn't like I her. didn't like Ronnie either. 
They didn't really add anything. Also, why is it called squeal? No one squealed like a pig. Right? It would have been funny if he was a balloon animal, but he was a balloon pig. Yeah. Anyways, Amazon gives us a 3.5. Goodreads a 3.1. I give it a 2.5. I gave it a 2. Cool. Cucumber. Was there anything? Not really. Maybe a little. I gave it like a 3. Two or three, yeah. That was a wild ride. And not in the ride I was expecting. No. It's like when you get in line for a roller coaster ride that's supposed to like go really fast. It's supposed to have all kinds of like upside down loops and cool shit. And then you get on it and it goes like at a snail speed and it bypasses all the loops and shit. And it's just, wouldn't it be nice if. We could go slow and <laughs> listen. I was gonna say, what the fuck? It's like what? having sex with some men. It's wildly disappointing at the end and during, and during, and at the start. And you don't even get to come. I certainly didn't. This is like that. This is not a one-handed book. Sorry, not sorry. No, it's not disappointment. This was a brain breaker for me. This isn't like don't read no see so unhinged books. We like unhinged books. We this was was just something else. Honestly, too, I like to pick stuff sometimes. I just I don't know. I was just like, let's just do it and say fuck it and have a weird time. If you are looking for a book where you do not have to think, this is the book for you. Honestly, if you're just looking for something super unhinged and nothing super serious, this is that book. We read these books. So that you didn't have to. You're welcome. We're doing the real work, guys. Not all heroes wear capes. Some heroes just read smut and have severe mental illness. And turn Ken songs into balloon animal songs when their voice is gone. Thank you and good night. Oh, my God. I don't know how to follow up the squeak verse, but uh, let's sure try. You want to bring up the wheel, Crystal? (laughs) Okay. And he's, yes, I can bring up the wheel. We're going to, I don't, I don't know where we go from there, Ariel. I really don't. This was a, that was a trick. I do not know where we're oh going to go. We can only go up from here. Maybe I will pop this idea right in. We need to stop. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> okay. Ahem. Squeak, squeak. The wheel of fate. What are we going to do to follow up with the squeak first, guys? Let's find out. Well, it's officially going to be the end of February. Next and we're going to see March. what we're bringing March in with. Well, maybe March will be less unhinged. Let's find out. Never let go. <laughs> so not less unhinged, not less unhinged at all, but we're just going to go in a darker direction. Um, yeah, you know, sometimes yeah. we're going to, we're just doing a hard fucking 180. And, you know, I'm okay with that sometimes. So this was a me pick because I have problems. I hope that Crystal doesn't cry. Listen, you know, I didn't cry during 24690 and that was labeled as pitch black. So who knows? This, though, is a midnight dark horror romance. Cool. Great. If I have learned anything this last year is that I was broken after reading The Center. You are strong. And I've never been right since. Stronger. Okay, we're not. Um, we're not. No, never let go is by Lauren Beale. Never let go is a midnight dark horror romance, and the blurb for this gothic. It's not as funny as she's making it out to be because it's not. Oh, funny. this is not a funny book. I'm sorry. Um, the she's blurb laughing says she wants me to be in pain. The monster hiding under the bed is not always the enemy. We have Benjamin, broken, feral, dangerous. Like a snake lying in wait, I watch every move the little mouse makes. Her whimpers and pleas for freedom fall on deaf ears and a wicked grin. Until the little mouse becomes my savior instead of my victim. Mackenzie forces me to confront the past I've buried deep within my soulless self, awakening feelings I never thought I possessed. I need to protect her from my partner. Will I be able to cut ties with someone I've known for so long for this new ray of light? Will Mackenzie be able to accept me for who I am when this is over? 
And then we have Mackenzie, hurt, confused, helpless. Falling for my captor is not what I expect when I'm brought into the viper's nest. What's more, I realize he has a soft spot for me. Held against my will, afraid for my life and virtue, I struggle, not just for my freedom, but for my sanity. His harshest touch sets my soul ablaze. What is wrong with me? Benjamin is more than the monster under the bed. He creeps through the shadows with a vile heart. When his partner in crime holds my life in her hands, Benjamin shows me that he is more than he appears to be. Is it possible to save the irredeemable? Can I save myself and escape captivity? Will I be able to recognize myself once I do? This contemporary dark thriller romance is highly recommended for adult readers only. So there are full content warnings on the website, but I'm sure it's in the book also that we will read it at the top of the episode. Yep. So yeah, um, we went from a squeak verse to a dark world. (laughs) That was was some whiplash. You know what? (laughs) This whole year, baby. That that got dark real quick. (laughs) That got dark real fast. (laughs) So let's find out next week if Crystal's going to be broken or cry or what's going to happen. Or if I randomly really like it. Are we going to have a, like a dark March, a March madness <gasps> in a different sense? Yeah, no, we're going to have our own version of March madness. Find out when we figure out this book. Find out when we return next week. <laughs> so read, never let go with us. By and, make sure, and make sure to keep reading. And keep it smutty. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck.